Hi, everyone. It's the Colorful Plates podcast for January 21st, 2019. I'm Brian Denton. And today, on a day when people across North America are bundled up against some freezing cold temperatures, we hope to bring some warmth uh, by way of culinary inspiration from a veteran chef. Also, what to expect with produce growing in the fields and the recent rains in Southern California. And we speak to a local farm that won a grant with Cultivating Change and find out what they did with the money. We start with a look in the fields and some of the effects from the recent rain on the West Coast. During this time of year, with little to no produce being grown in the Salinas Valley, rain is desired there as growers are working with fields to get them ready for plantings and harvesting over the spring and summer months. But rain in Southern California is a difficult, different picture. It's difficult to navigate, and it's especially difficult to navigate for strawberry growers in the Santa Maria and Oxnard areas. Jamie spoke with Mike Marino from Proact, who shared the effects of the recent rain. The strawberry issues mainly have to do with the weather. Different growing region has had its uh, share of adverse weather. Right now, we're experiencing uh, a lot of rain in the California area of Oxnard and, and uh, Southern Cal. We've had uh, probably up to five to six inches of rain in the past two weeks. We are having a, we're having another rain episode right now. It should be ending this evening, and they have a couple of days of clearing. The product and the fields are, are suffering from it. We've got some fruit out there that is going to be experiencing very low yields, and, and um, we're going to have a little shelf life issue. What issues specifically do strawberries have when we have weather like that? Shelf life issues, low yields, the fruit that they're going to go in and, and what they call as process is stripping, which means they're going to take a lot of the, the larger berries that had a thinner, more fragile skin, which were affected by the rain. Those are going to go towards a freezer or towards uh, jams, jelly, juicers, those kind of people. And the uh, rest of the fruit is going to be younger. It's going to be a little bit uh, with white shoulders and it's going to be a little more tough skin. The pack styles on a, on, a, on the clamshells are going to have a higher rate of berries in the clamshell is they're going to be more of a 22 to 26 range instead of the you know something nicer of a 18 to 20. What can chefs expect in their deliveries? You've got several varieties and you've got several areas uh, that you're going to be seeing berries come in from. It's hard to tell these days where the country of origin of your berries are coming from because a lot of the, the better fruit is coming from Mexico right now. But you have several California shippers that are supplementing their lower yields out of California with Mexican fruit, bringing it up into the districts of Oxnard, Santa Maria, and in Yuma. So a lot of times you'll get uh, people using 80% of the fruit one day will be Mexican fruit while the other 20 is local crop. And you just you just need to keep an eye on the quality of this coming in. Hopefully you'll you'll have a, a nice a nice pack come in. Thanks again to Mike for sharing that information with us. Mike is a veteran of the industry and is continuing to talk with strawberry growers to see how the situation unfolds in the days ahead. Additional bad weather related news includes the crops currently coming out of Florida, including eggplants, squash, and bell peppers, being in short supply because of high winds in the past few weeks, blowing blossoms off of plants, or scarring the fruit. Hopefully supplies will bounce back in the weeks ahead. Winter Storm Harper is upon us, and I, for one, am glad that they've given this storm a millennial name. Winter Storm Harper has stopped playing Fortnite, emerged from its parents' basement, and stretched across the Midwest and Northeast with freezing temperatures, blizzards, and the obligatory crumbs of its avocado toast. There you go. Millennial jokes. Hope you're happy. While this will snarl traffic and potentially delay supply from reaching those parts of the country via freight, it's not predicted to harm traditional growing regions. Our What's Cooking segment features a conversation that Austin had with 
Ryan Krebs, director of food service with Rudders, a chain of convenience stores that has been recently expanding outside of Pennsylvania, where they were founded. They trace their roots there to agricultural operations that began in 1747 and have been turning the convenience store category on its head with their approach to serving fresh local food to their patrons. He shared with Austin the fresh produce item that he finds most versatile in his kitchen these days. What I've always said, and it's kind of a funny and scry just because it's my Pennsylvania roots, is the everyday tomato. And the reason for that, my, I have a five-year-old son, and we, he loved tomatoes. We're feeding them tomatoes, feeding them tomatoes. And then the garden came, and we gave him garden tomatoes. But then when the garden tomatoes were over, then he didn't want tomatoes anymore. Nothing compares to that. But, but the beauty of an everyday tomato is that it can be executed in so many different ways. So as a chef, you say, hey, how can I take this one produce item and turn it into a hundred different things. It always reminds me of that book, 101 Ways to Cook an Egg. I feel that way about a tomato because it can be hot and cold. You make a sauce out of it. You can make a salsa. You can braise it, stew it, grill it, whatever you want to do with a tomato. And it's just in so many different things. And I think people undervalue the real power and influence of a tomato. I mean, even in sauces and ketchups. And you just go on and on and you're like, man, tomatoes are everywhere. They're used in so many exciting and different ways. And I think that, you know, I could probably come up with 600 different recipes off the top of my head of how to incorporate a tomato. It's freaking awesome. And and they're all their own experience. It's pretty cool stuff. Thanks to Ryan for sharing with us. And a shout out to him and the Rudders team for their dedication to sourcing as much produce as they can locally. Speaking of local produce... We want to continue to highlight local farms that are vying for $85,000 in grant money through the Cultivating Change program that awards small family farms money for improvement projects. Jamie had a chance to speak with Lois Kim from PPC Farms in Mission, Texas, who received $10,000 in 2018 for their unique floating covers. Lois shared how the grant money provided for this project and allows them to continue to serve the community year-round. My proposal for last year was using floating row covers. The reason why that we proposed that was in the previous seasons, we were having a lot of pest problems that we just didn't know how to manage because it's not like we can go in there and kill everything with the pesticide. So the, the plan was to purchase the row covers, which are like light fabric, and cover our products prevent the pests from coming in there. Working with a local university, UTRGV, we contacted a professor. His name is Professor Karyat, Rupesh Karyat, and he is sending his master's program students to our farm, and they have set up traps and little cages to study uh, the benefits of the row covers. This year, we are seeing a lot less infestation and it's thanks to the row covers, but but not only that, we have incorporated other methods of planting. I, I hope more farmers find out about it and think about their practices and just, uh, you know, come up with a proposal and send it and apply because this is one of the best things out there for farmers. Congratulations again to PPC Farms on their well-deserved win. Make sure to visit cultivatingchange.org to find and vote for farms close to you or close to your heart. Voting closes at the end of this month. Finally, please share this podcast by taking 10 seconds to rate and review us. It helps other chefs or those interested in hearing information about fresh produce to find us. Drop us a line at podcasts at colorfulplates.co. As always, stay fresh.